All right, we'll have a competition. Who could say the more say the word "fuck" most? <laughs> All right, sweet. <laughs> Done. Everybody, welcome back to Here for the Truth. This is episode nine, and this is an episode that I've been looking forward to. We have Grant Eagles in the house. A little bit about Grant. Grant Eagles is a mentor, wise counsel, advisor, and mystic. Since stepping forth from his vision quest of the thousands shades of gray and the crossroads, he has devoted his time to sharing his perspective on current events, modern day mysticism, philosophy, empowered action and self-mastery as we individually action our innate human potential in each perchance moment of now. He collaborates and co-creates with the revolutionaries of tomorrow, the conscious, conscious entrepreneurs, the social innovators, the way showers and the storytellers of the dreaming landscapes of paths once walked and the journeys that are imagined ahead. Grant, welcome to Here for the Truth, brother going on legends how are we very very we're very good that, man we're just, we're just living that legend life man you know how to do it <laughs> yeah yeah rep- representing man yeah that, exactly that's what it. a time for it as well um quickly grant grant someone that i would consider certainly a mentor and has helped me um on a couple of occasions to go a little bit deeper with some things that you know what i mean were, were out of my vision at the time um grant's been on dropping some Facebook lives for the past year and a half in the midst of the chaos and has been a consistent, grounded and strong voice through it all. Um, you mean helping keep keeping those listeners centered and grounded, empowered and able to position themselves accordingly. So man, I just want to really thank you for that and shout out the work that you have done and have been doing um, for the community and, and in service. So thank you. Uh, thanks, bro. Um yeah man beautiful words mate humbling um you know in the bio mate like i've been been in the uh dante's inferno and the caves and going to the crossroads and returning without uh without anything in hand and just before covid hit um you know i was expecting something didn't know it was going to be the virus and then you know being you know, into the psychology realms and all the rest of it, you can't yell and scream. People don't um, don't get anything and they're not going to be able to see the deeper pictures. But, you know, you, you know yourself as well, when you're dropping breadcrumbs and you can just get that one degree of separation to see the perspective, to be able to see through it without having the attachments to it, that's where one's path really unfolds into the next step. And, you know, that's... That's for me what I feel is just the service work to be able to do now um, and utilize that there is the rock to be able to, you know, get people to sharpen up their own sword with being their spoken words, but also their side as well. Definitely, man, because it's so easy to get lost in, in the chaos and in the psychic driving that is continual. And this is this is on both sides of the coin, whether you understand the truth of the matter or not, it's drawing you in on some level, right? So how do, you, how do you how do you how do you step beyond that um and, and see the bigger picture um but before we get to that man I'd, I'd, I'd love to know your story your journey where it starts how did you begin to see things a little bit differently and step into your innate knowing 
Oh fuck, bro! What do we got? Two hours. It's a loaded question. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We could probably we could probably make this a seven-hour episode. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, we can dive down many rabbit holes. Like, I'll I'll do the old, you know, long story short, and add some add some side paths to that. Like, Sounds good. Yeah, obviously, early on, um, you know, my parents were young, um, so you know, it was a little bit of a different upbringing and stuff where, um, you know, I was able to be a bit more adventurous and all the rest of it. Then I got to high school um, and yeah, that was a shit show. Like I spent more time in the corridor than what I did in class and all the rest of that stuff. Yep. Um, Yeah. And, you know, sport was still a huge part of my life then. And you know, go through the the ups and downs, um, you know, become an everyday dope smoker by the time I was like 16 and all the rest of that. But suppose I, at school, I was a terrible student, but, you know, like many of us, you know, had, had deeper questions about things. But it wasn't until I think I was, I was 19 at the time and I was going nowhere. Like I had all the talent in the world, just wasn't using it um all that well and I was lucky enough that um you know my first mentor kind of pulled me aside and you know he was ex-military and I haven't copped this I'd never copped a serve like that in my life yeah like he ripped shreds off me and there was that fuck you attitude in me always but the, his words, the way that he fucking like spoke through me, he, he was a hundred percent correct. And I, I didn't have an argument to come back, you know, and I was always a smart ass. I'm like, there's nothing that I can debate this man about and being a big figure, just the way that he spoke, I was like, okay. And he gave me an opportunity, mate. Um, you know, my first job. And that's where it kind of all, started to click into place like yeah i was still um getting out on the gear and all the rest of that but from there you know by the time i was what 20 i think 25 um obviously changed jobs you know i was managing a national business unit and a whole bunch of other stuff and then i really went deep into personal development like i would have dropped easy you know over 100k you know done all the robin things and all the rest of that type of stuff but at the same time too it it was more appeasing of me just shaping my character and I wouldn't say getting rid of the bullshit, but just sharpening the edges up of um, who I thought I was. And I'd always had an, had a drive more towards the deeper mysticism of things like very early on, um, you know, both my mum and dad uh, very much into ancient Egypt and, you know, my mum's a bit of a, a jippo, so to speak, witchy poo. Uh, and my dad was always a good thinker. So, you know, um, a movie that, you know, I still love today is Dancing with Wolves and being exposed mm. to that at a very early age and, you know, just the Native American culture and all the rest of that, like always had an epiphany with that. And then it got to a point where I was like, okay, where where's the next step? And once again, I was lucky enough to bump in. Was this, this gentleman wasn't a mentor, but I just looked at him and I was like, fucking this dude's got a whole nother vibe going you know when you meet those people it's like okay I, I want to know and I reckon for about an hour and a half I just like studied this man you know the way that he was speaking very eloquent I was like this dude has to be a spy or some shit like how do you engage a whole room like what he's doing is fucking magic 
And I had a, I had a chat to him um, and he was a Rosicrucian um, and being a Rosicrucian, I think for 15 years at that stage, well, what I know now is obviously he's into a whole heap of other things, but then that's kind of got me into some Manly P Hall side of things. And this is before YouTube as well, guys. So mm-hmm. yep. it was a lot more, re- you know, back in the blog days and, and all the rest of that. And then it just dawned on me of like, well, okay, I've, I've really got to take my first step here. So I walked into the Grand Lodge in Victoria and um, joined Freemasonry and then, you know, went through that process as well. But that's where things really started to unfold with, I was living almost a triple life, like to my mates and all the rest of it. They had no real idea what, what I was doing on a work stage. Like, you know, my phone would ring at 11 o'clock at night because I had a 24-7 operation. I'd be half pissed and on the gear and then i'd get on the phone and i'm fucking organizing shit in wa or shit hits the fan in queensland and they're like just turn your phone off man it's like mate you got no idea mate like you go to work at nine and clock off at five like i've got i'm i'm still fucking running things here and then on the other side of things you know meeting with some um sonic brothers and um even uh dow holy house people and then rosa i joined the rosicrucians as well and so they all knew me and I had all of these different characters. And then it got to a point where I was a workaholic and then I was in the Sydney Qantas lounge and I was hung over like fuck, like bad. And I just wanted to get home. And then I walked into the Qantas club and there was once again, um, like I know his name, I won't give him away, um, a merchant banker. And I'm looking at it and he's got the watch that I wanted. Like it was fucking like an 80 grand tag. You are, you know, first thing you see the watch and you're like, oh yeah, and I walk over and I, I point at the crown lagers and he's like, and I go and have a chat to him. And the speech that he gave me was, I'd thought about it, but hadn't really gotten to that conclusion in myself. Like where he was in life was what I was really wanting to be. And he turned around to me and at that stage, he was 42. And he said, mate, I'm chasing a ghost. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I've been doing everything and all the rest of that type of stuff. He goes, I'm 42 now. He goes, I've got two failed marriages. My first marriage, my kids hate me. He goes, they only, you know, want to uh, communicate with me when they they need new flash things. Um, you know, my, my marriage that I'm in now, isn't all that great either. Um, And I've gone too far into this and created uh, a monster, so to speak. Like I can't just stop what I'm doing and um, change because it's just, you know, my my parents rely on me, like, you know, with money comes extra responsibilities and all the rest of it. And then that's when I dropped the question to him. I'm like, well, if you could, man, what, what is it? Would you, would you do? And he turned around to me, he goes, mate, I'd, to be honest with you, he goes, I'd fuck off to India and hop in a opium, um, opium den for about two months. And I was like, well, you've been on the hammer before, mate. He goes, no, nah, dude, he goes, I, I, he goes, I need to go and fucking confront the demons. You know, like I've created a lot and I've, I've separated from who I originally was when I started this journey. Um, he goes, and that's why I'm saying to you, I'm chasing a ghost. And I was like, all right. And then funny enough, about, I think it was about a month after that, boom, I just started having this fucking recurring dream. And by this stage, I was a master mason. Um, this room that you're in now, I started to 
transform into a bit of a meditation place and all the rest of that stuff. That's what I mean, living this double life. But the same dream kept on appearing. Yeah, like the, the exact same. It wasn't every night. It was maybe like once, once a fortnight at the start, but it was the same places, the same things, um, the same, let's say, beings in it. Mm-hmm. And then it just got to a point where I was looking at, my reality and it was like i was playing grand theft auto you know like everything was on autopilot and i was sitting there thinking that i'm running the show had a really shit day with work and then i was walking past i was walking past flight center and i done the old um aussie mentality of like fuck it well this is the moment i walked in there and booked a one-way ticket to peru my, I hadn't I hadn't organized anything then. It was like, okay, cool. Like we're we're doing this. Everyone thought I lost my mind. They're like, they're like, fucking what? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. And they're like, dude, like the money I was on, you know, the status that I'd got and all the rest of that type of stuff. And it wasn't that I wasn't happy. It just I'd got to that point where I was what I was 26 at that stage. And I was looking at so so-called my so-called list of achievements and none of them really were there as like ticking a box of anything. The ones that were pulling more out of me was the unknown, you know, the, the mystery of things. And then I started to be really consumed by that. And then once I booked that ticket, that's when um, old Madre Ayahuasca decided to appear to me once again in a dream and was like, come. I'm like, all right, sweet. Let's do this. So I booked the ayahuasca retreat. What year was this? I'm curious. This was this was in the beginning of 2012. Okay. All right. I, I went to Peru in 2008 and 2009, so I was curious what the timeline was. Yeah. I just said fuck it and I bounced up for a year and traveled. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's epic place over there. So yeah, organized the retreat, and then I I didn't know what um what was really in store for me i was fucking not even prepared really i thought i was you know being that age you'd have a little bit of a you know bravado ego but my thing was was uh, i was going to go over there and have my last hurrah on drugs that was going to be my last hurrah and i did and yeah that that turned how i didn't end up dead is beyond me like you know over there when you're getting coke chalk sticks for like fucking 40 us and i was i was cashed up too so i was like how many you got spoke pulls out 10 i'm like yeah fucking no dramas mate you know like we're on <laughs> you know go into a nightclub and there's fucking blokes racking up lines there and you know i'm used to kind of the aussie coke over here which isn't all that great so here i am and i had a bit of a beat too so here i am fucking just just <laughs> give a fuck and you know that turned into a three-day bender i kind of come to in some fucking ghetto and there was a cop there and yelling and screaming at me in fucking spanish i couldn't understand a word and you know they're carrying semi semi-automatic rifles and i'm just fucking just it turned into a shit show really it was hilarious and then three days later i'm into an ayahuasca retreat still feeling still feeling sorry for myself wow yeah and then done that Obviously, that that experience there kind of um, you know speaks for itself. But after that retreat, I done a I done a you know kind of mini dieta and cleanse after that, and that really there was kind of that that anchoring point 
but getting back to it, when I first got to Cusco, there was a first time in my life that I actually felt like I was home. Like it was really bizarre, you know, like I, I was there and I'm like, I've fucking been here before. Like it, it was just innate in me. And rather than going into the mind about it and all the rest of it, I was like, cool, let's just do this. And then after the retreat, I went back into Cusco and just played around. And um, if anybody's listening and you go to Cusco, just be careful how much money that you give the kids and stuff. Like they must have all gone around and told me, oh, yeah, there's this fucking Aussie guy who wears this because basically as soon as I walked out of my hotel, because I didn't do the nostalgia, like, nah, I'm, you know, I was all class. As soon as I walk out of the hotel, man, there's fucking 30 kids there. So I just, you know, we fucking dollar just sitting there, just sitting there flicking. It's like that scene. Watching them run around, you know, sitting there fucking thinking on top shit. Do you ever see that scene in Dumb and Dumber? You ever see the movie Dumb and Dumber with Carrie where he's an Aspen and he just, they get that money and he just walks out of the hotel and he's just, and for you, and you. And you just passed it along. Just <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing with the kids. Yeah, you know, like that's what I was doing with the kids. Even like, you know, I obviously went and I was doing dollar bills. So I was sitting there thinking, like, hey, fucking here I am. But I just wanted to do that. Anyways. And then um I put a bit of a call out because I knew that I needed a shaman um to do what I needed to do. And in this dream, it was very specific sites. I had no fucking idea what I was in for. And then, you know, I suppose I, I interviewed a couple and then this this one one fellow walks in, Manny is his name, and um, he reminded me a bit like myself, you know, he wasn't dressed in the shaman gear or anything like that, but he just like this amulet that he had on and, you know, just he just had the right things. And I didn't advertise my name being Eagles. Um, and he walks in and he's like, okay, Eagle, when do we start? And I was like, fucking how much you want champ you you, we're we're on here and then i sat down with him over dinner and just explained to him um you know a little not much about my life yeah i didn't didn't really want to do that was mainly just about these things here and i said to him what i wanted to do and he's like yeah no problem and he goes we leave we leave in two days i'm like all right and he goes he just started laughing at me he's like you have no no real idea what you're in for do you i'm like no but i'm up for it dude don't worry about that so anyway, went started to go to all the different sites and all the rest of that, and kind of doing my own ceremonies there and all the rest of it. Um, you know, each site I went to um, that night, I was you know dreaming there, but the dreams had started to shift where I was seeing myself uh, basically from the eyes of the beholder. Like I was there and I was you know, almost like like a computer program, yeah, just like typing new data and stuff like that into me. I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. You know, this is this is next level shit. I can don't need to have psychedelics to have these types of things. And then we got to Amore Mora, which if you just type in Peruvian Stargate, you'll see it. And then um yeah that that was that was next level because when I got there and I seen that gate and I was like once again, I was like, I've been here before, but it wasn't until I climbed up on the rocks and I was looking out to where the Lake Titicaca is. It, I, yeah, I started to get really giddy and, and dizzy. You know, I had to fucking just lie down for like five minutes and I'm up there on this rock and I started shaking. I'm like, fucking this bloke doesn't know where I am. Like, fucking, am I having, you know, what's going on here? The fear started to come in and 
you know, obviously my drug days had been able to work through that. So I did. But when I was able to look out to Lake Titicaca, I was like, fuck, there's, there's a whole heap of other things that are going on here that are well outside my periphery of even understanding. And then I heard this voice, had no, no idea what the language was. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and then went to Coco Cabana, crossed the border. And then, um, you know, obviously once doing it in style, I went and hired the whole boat, just the boat to myself. And then first we went to um, Island of the Sun. And Manny's there and I'm like a kid on the boat, like, you know, thinking I'm fucking top shit. Like, yeah, this is the life I could get used to doing it. Like you, mate, you, you were there for a year. I'm like, fucking, I could just, yeah. I was looking at my bank account going, just, I'm, I reckon I'm just going to ring me mum and go, yeah, mum, sell me golf club, sell the bean, like, just sell all the shit, send me the cash. I'm, I'm fucking not coming home. Like, no, I'm done. Like, this is, this is, this is paradise over here. Like I can live like a fucking king. No problem. And then get to Island of the Sun, he's laughing at me. He's like, you got no idea. And I walk up to, um, you know, where the main rock of like Lake Titicaca is and there's this, this like stone table <clears throat> and there's, you know, shaman there, elders, you know, wisdom keepers. And, you know, I've brought a whole heap of stuff for ceremony and gifting. And, you know, like, I, you know, I was very well prepared. And I walk up and um, same same shit, this, this dude who didn't, really understand much English just turns turns around to me and says he just just had this smile like one tooth yeah like oh mate chopper he smiles at me and he calls me eagle he goes eagle welcome I'm like oh yeah cool and I'm sitting there thinking oh yeah old mate many years kind of you know had a, had a chat to him and all the rest of it and I do this ceremony and stuff and he I don't know what it was what type of thing it was but he just blew right right on there and I felt my spine just started and I was essentially in a lucid experience for a little bit and then the rock was like it was a good 15 meters away from me but it was almost like a meter away from me and before I knew it I was at the rock I had my hands on it and then boom like it was like a a fucking computer screen opened up and I'm inside my head and there's this feathered serpent fucking being just almost giving me like chunks of data into my brain. And it felt, it felt like something out of the matrix with Neo. Like it was, wow, this shit's good. And then after that- I know that, Kung Fu. You were like, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, it was basically, it was similar like that, mate. And I couldn't really, I, I didn't know, and I'll get into that. Like I didn't know at that time what was really going on until about a year later and then from there like done what i needed to do there and had a play around and you know they all thought i was fucking hilarious they were like yeah skippy like yeah you know but before i left um old mate there comes over to me puts his hand on hand on my heart and says i i, I admire your um your courage but you are completely unprepared so just just be cautious i'm like yeah mate i'm used to hearing that shit don't worry mate i'm i'm like the dude who falls off the top of the empire state building or land in land in a truck of uh feathers you know i've got this covered <laughs> and then from there we get to island of the, island of the moon and i pull up there and and, Ma and manny was pretty furious at me um just 
you know, like I was just acting out, you know, and it was funny enough because I actually felt like I was, you know, back when I was like 13, like 12, 13, where, you know, that rebellious nature started to come through and, and he was sitting there trying to speak to me. I couldn't hear him. And, you know, I'm more worried about just fucking how good is this and, you know, da, 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 da. And we get to the moon, um, to the island of the moon, and I go to walk off the boat, and this bloke who's like five foot fuck all who's driving the boat puts his hand out, touches me just like gently, and I go back about a meter, and he turns around to me like he hadn't. He turns around and he goes, "You need to wait. You need to stop, and you need to shut up." And I was like, "All right, I can listen to that." And these two two ladies come down that are like once again five foot nothing. And, you know, other tourists jump on this, on this boat and they're there. And I looked at one of them and the smile that she gave me um, just, just opened my heart a little bit. And that was the main reason for what really got me into, um, you know, mysticism and stuff like that as well, which is I, I went, I, you know, my grandfather passed away and, you know, I, I loved him and, um, and at his funeral, like I had no emotion, you know, like I had compassion and that there was no real emotion there. And I thought, fuck, I gotta sort this out. And just as I'm about to put my foot on outside the boat, like I, I kind of feel him and I see him. And then he's kind of there. And then I see him kind of behind this, behind this woman. And I took one step onto the land. That was it, mate. I was fucking shaking and all it was like yeah it, it was craziness and this lady picks me up on her back and kind of drags me to like this area you know it was almost like a scene out of uh wolf of wall street when he's on the the, the lemons you know, like he's i was i was essentially just retarded but i was i was like zen in my body like I, it was really strange um, beautiful as well. And then there, there's, there's singing Ingeros to me and all the rest of it. And when I got up, um, yeah, uh, everything looked a lot crisper. I couldn't understand anything that they were saying because I didn't bother learning Spanish. And then, then Manny came over and Manny came over and he, he was walking almost like a um, an old school Chinese man, you know, hands behind his back, very disciplined in his walk. And he comes over to me and he goes, do you see now? And I had to just stop for a moment because my smart ass reaction or me needing to be reactive, I kind of caught myself. And that was the first moment of, you know, what we class as kind of inner standing. Like there was another voice that was, that I was touching with when I was drinking the ayahuasca that was like, not so much now is the time, but, you know, can you see, you know, can you hear? And then that's when, you know, shit really started to get real. It wasn't so much of, you know, seeing spirits and all the rest of it, but I could, I could sense them. I could sense the communion. I could sense the, the fire that was taking place not too far around me and, and dancing, and, you know, all of these different things, even though I could not see them, I could understand and, and really feel what was going on. And I was like, okay. And then that was from that moment as well, where, once again, it was like, okay, cool. Um, you know, the next next stop after that was we're going to Machu Picchu. And once again, the, the ladies there, um, she turned around to me and she goes, 
when you go to um, Machu Picchu, um, you, you need to go spend time at the Temple of the Condor. Oh, cool, got it. So I get to Machu Picchu, do all the things, and, and and here we go again in fucking grand stories. Is you pay you pay for a ticket? I, I paid for a ticket, went up there, you know, I walked around, and sat at the Temple of Condor, and all the rest of it, and there was there was just something missing. Like I hadn't done something that I was supposed to do to activate things or whatever like that. And I go down back down to the town because I decided to stay there for a week, and then um, there's this local dude, and I just see him, and he's you know, and he looks tired. I'm like, mate, you want to, you want a drink or something, mate? And he's like, yeah, I'd love one. I'm like, cool, you know, sit down. And he tells me about this kind of jungle path to climb up the side of the mountain and all the rest of it. I'm like, fuck, I'm in for an Indiana Jones expedition. Like, here I am trying to write down these, these things and all the rest of it. Once again, completely unprepared. I'm up in the morning. Yep, no problem. You know, well, where's Manny? I don't know where he's gone. So here I am. I'm like, all right, cool. I, whatever and then i decide to go on this fucking jungle path and here i am climbing you know fucking through this river that's fucking flowing i'm like fucking you know and i'll climb up half this mountain i look down and i'm like no one knows where i am like it's like if i if i fuck up here it's game over and then it's like yeah whatever like you know anyway i get up there and funny enough here's manny sitting at the fucking temple of the condor just looking over and he's like Oh, glad you could make it this afternoon. And I'm like, what? No shit, dude. Yeah, no shit. And that's when my mind started to lie. Hang on. There's a whole fucking other thing going on here of what's going on. And there was that part of me that's like, how did you know? And all the rest of it. It's like, no, he knew and you knew. And that's it. And I just sat there at this temple of the Condor. And it was bizarre because there was lots of tourists and stuff like that around. It's like they couldn't see me. Like I was actually sitting on the rock and the people who walk around Machu Picchu, they kept on coming over to me. Oh, you can't sit on that rock. And I'm like, well, it needs to happen. So unless you want to like pick me up and take me out, I'm not kind of moving. I'm not doing anything here. So yeah, that was, that was really bizarre. And it wasn't until later on, like probably about a year later that, everything kind of come to um you know and i missed a part out there where i was in bolivia you usually like this story in bolivia at tiwanaku and there's a sun gate there and i'm there and i've got i've got my backpacks full of fucking you know all the all the all the gear once again all the gear no idea you know like yeah i'm here i am my fucking aussie gringo And, one, and, and just so everyone can hear as well, yeah, I was wasn't dressed up in my shaman gear. I was rocking the Adidas tracksuit, guys, and you know, yeah, I, I, was wearing, I was wearing a bit of a poncho and all that type of stuff, but I was still keeping it real. Um, and there's this like kind of square spot where you could see that they do ceremony in that. And I met this guy, and I can, I'm looking at the gate, and I could see them this mirage at the gate, and then it's like I got to walk through this fucking thing. I'm looking around and there's people with, you know, fucking machine guns and shit. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. And it's like, you need a light of fire. And I'm like, fuck, how am I going to light a fire? And I'm looking at my backpack. I'm like, yeah, I'll just buy a new one. So here I am. I'm like, all right, get a fire, get a fire going at like that fire pit there. And that starts to fucking go. And here I am. And it's chained around. And I'm like, 
you got to run through it. And, you know, sitting there lining it up anyway. I jump, jump this little iron fence and I stand in the middle of it, do me a little zzz, zzz, and walk through the other side. And then the, the security guy comes running over, going off tap in Spanish. And and I've done this through COVID as well. It's kind of just act a little bit slow. I'm like, pardon? Oh, oh. <laughs> so he's sitting there thinking, oh, here we go. We've got one of these fucking crazy white fellas going on here. Well, my bag's up in smoke. Lucky I didn't have my passport in there, that's for sure. Wait, real quickly, did you you lit it on fire to as a distraction? Is it what, what was it for? No, I, it, it, mate, I just had this thing like you need to have a you need to have a fire going before you walk in this fucking oh, thing. Okay. So like, all right, well, fucking so be it, you know. And and this is what I I, I do with my mentees and stuff like that as well. If then people that are out there listening, if you have those moments, like you got to run with it. Like they are permission slips to see. Like you've got a moment in time to be able to activate or really move into the the seen and unseen and be the bridge between those worlds. And that was that was another one of those moments because I had consistently, you know, those perchance moments and all of them sounded sound a bit bizarre, but I took every single one of them and been like, well, here it is. Let's kind of just run with it. Um, you know, Machu Picchu and then from there, I decided to book in another ayahuasca retreat, and that was that was very beautiful. Um, you know, just brought a lot of things together, and I was planning on staying over there for another like four or five months. And I woke up one morning, it's like it's time to go home now. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, you know, send my goodbyes and you know a lot of love, and um, yeah, I come home and yeah, it 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 was breathtaking. But then that's what really started to uncover which is probably you know the most most crazy part of the story which was I kind of gave myself six months I was like look let's like go full ball into this for six months yeah like I, I didn't want to read um the kind of new cages about astral projection and like all the rest of that stuff I was like you know I'd done the work with with masonry and with the with the roses and all the rest of that so you know I knew the the foundations and the practical application from the mentalism and the lower kingdom and the middle kingdom, getting those things right to be able to have those types of experiences. And with what I'd just been through in Peru, I, I knew that 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 was almost like an email I'd sent in the past to kind of call myself there, you know. I was like, okay, six months, no problem. So this room that we're in now, now I turned this into a full temple space and what turned out to be, oh yeah, let's do this for six months essentially was, you know, right up until like, you know, 20, the back end of 2011, really. Like I went to the, the depths of absolutely every possibility that you can fathom. And my process was um, ticking the box 99 times for the ways that didn't work to discover that one way that that works for me you know to really bring forth that innate which was rather frustrating but it was the path that unfolded for me that gave me the practical tools of understanding to be where I am today and it was in was in 20 the back end of 2013 um i'll touch on this a little bit um because i don't want it to sound too fucking out there out there but i was in here and it got to a point where i was like look 
I'm not moving until it do, because shit was just getting crazy. Like I had had information coming to me that no one was really talking about. And, you know, I, I was fucking out there. And I was like, I need to make sense of this real quick. So um, I've got a, got a shutter installed in here so I can turn the shutter and turn this room into pitch black. Grabbed 20 litres of water and was like, I'm not fucking moving. That's it. Um, this is this is it. If I like fucking fall over and croak here, that's it. I've got there's way too much things going on. So I'm in here after about two hours. Oh yeah, let's light some incense. Nah, incense out. So you know, within the space of about five hours, everything that was in the room ended up in the hallway because it was just distractions. I even moved the water out because there was that part of me of like, oh, let's just get water. I'm like, fuck. Then just sat there and went through the the depths of absolute fucking hell like the silence is deafening when you put yourself into those things i know albright marcus has spoken about it recently in relation to the dark retreat like i that's mm -hmm. what i did <clears throat> and it was that's, what, that's what i was gonna ask you if you did like your own dark room i did one yeah of my, yeah one of my did, teachers yeah. had done the dark room uh at, over at montauk chia's place in, Ch in chiang mai and um, i've never done it before though so i was curious it's intense dude it's intense yeah because it was on day two halfway through day two then that's when shit started to get real that's when my sight just went pop and it was like i've broken bones before and that's what it felt that's what it sounded like and felt like like in, it felt like my fucking head just went and then all of a sudden i was essentially in you say almost like an ayahuasca visionary state but i was able to see the unseen and it got crazy you know my body went into paralysis and you know many other things and those those places you know a lot of people out there you see at the moment are like oh, i want to turn on my third eye and it's like you need there's a whole heap of other work that needs to be done because if that happens and you don't know how to like get through the paralysis or those types of things you're going to end up in a psych ward you know, literally that, that is what is going to happen. So I went through that. And then that's when um, uh, I got to meet a future aspect of myself that appeared to me, like I'm speaking to you guys in this room, in the corner of the room. And he spoke to me exactly how I kind of is speaking to you guys now, still the shits and fucks and, and all the rest of that type of stuff. And um kind of just wouldn't say relayed information but for me it's never really been about that it was just some really interesting breadcrumbs to consider and then I think I walked out it was almost on a week and it took me about three days of just like slowly integrating again and a well, funny story just for the people out there that do this I went to the post office and I got all of these people looking at me I'm like, what the fuck are these cunts looking at me for you know here I am. I've got fucking Moldavite taped to me head, you know, like big chunk of Moldavites taped to me head. I've got fucking amethyst taped underneath me ear. And here I am, you know, I just forgotten all about it. Look at that pic. So that's, that's what I mean, you know, and there, there, there are these moments that sound really bizarre and crazy, but they were those perchance moments that, that presented themselves of craziness of like, well, 
I'm not even going to try and define meaning of it. There's something else going on mm-hmm. here with that, you know? And then that really unfolded into a whole heap of other things. Um, I wasn't, uh, I didn't do any YouTube. I mean, I'm really grateful I didn't get out on YouTube and all the rest of it um, then because I started channeling things and a whole bunch of other things. And that's what really led me down the rabbit hole of what's really going on with the shit show. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right there. But real quickly, I'm curious because just some people watching you, you kind of, you know, we're just throwing out Freemasonry and Rosicrucians and, yeah. you know, there are a lot of people that might not know that. Like, first of all, why would a person like yourself at that point in your life be like, I want to be a Freemason or I want to hang out with Rosicrucians. Like, can you talk a little bit about that and what that is and what did you get out of sure. that? And- yeah, man. Yeah. The, I'd met, I'd met a couple of Freemasons through work. Um, through the job I was doing and all the rest of it. And they all had something there. Like there was there was a reverence of, um, I wouldn't say wisdom, but they had a very interesting way of looking at um, not just life, but reality and, and all the rest of that stuff. And the people who I was reading at the time um, all had stemmed from some type of, you can say, secret society but more to do with you know mystery school teachings and once again at that time you know youtube wasn't wasn't what it was today um and that there was really the progressional path for myself you know and probably before joining um the masons is that i had a conversation with a a knight's templar an amazing man um you know like amazing and he he presented a very interesting synopsis to me is that every man has a has a choice um whether they want to take the the first step in actually building the structure that they came here to build and that when i heard that i really understood the undercurrents of what he was saying you know, like, and I was like, well, everything that I've actually created right now has been through, I've mimicked, I've looked at something, or I like that, I'll replicate it, or, I, you know, to say, type it in and find out about it and repeat it. I didn't really have the, the, the deep understanding of what I have now, which is, you know, we have the capacity to really get through the layers of our own bullshit, the conditioning and do the things that, no, I wouldn't say we came here to do, but but play in the, the realms of what is only imaginable and through this vessel of being able to, to make it here manifest. And there's tools to be able to do that. And then that's when I looked at Mesa and was like, okay. And the same as Rosicrucians, a lot more of that to do with mysticism and magic. But I, I was really intrigued by the science and allegory. And even with Masonry, um, I wasn't the best Freemason, but what I got out of it was really being able to read signs, symbols and allegory and understand that there is the language upon how this reality actually communicates, not through the spoken word or not through what um, the eyes see and the ears hear, we perceive to believe. 
um you know and that wasn't just something that i was able to go oh yeah i get it now you know it's that path of mastery is being that lifelong apprentice um still learning more and more and more but by being able to play in those environments um and receive and perceive some things that were going on was really quite magical in relation to all of that so yeah well, that's the you thing, know, right? Because we so easily correlate occults with evil or bad, right? Mm-hmm. But occult is just hidden. And it's that symbolic literacy which is lacking most, right? Because the way the, the surface culture appears is all designed to, um, to keep us in this left-brained consciousness, right? Of just data analysis words and and numbers right but beyond that developing the symbolic literacy to actually open the the right brain which is really just the whole brain consciousness and bring in your imagination and actually really understand what imagination is um is probably the most profound work um in my opinion so yeah just wanted to throw that in there absolutely man and you know i'll just add a little bit to that because that's beautiful we like Everyone likes to break down worlds, but words, but you know, imagination, I, magi, being a magician in my own nation, therefore reality. I am creating my reality through thy will. Yeah, from the most high coming through. And we can see that as more service to others and being present in the now moment of okay and being able to play of like do I drop a breadcrumb here do I just watch you know what are these things but we have a reality that has the psychic driving in the mind control where a lot of people out there want to get into the occult because of power they want to use thy will with the the lower t and w of utilizing what they want how they want to manipulate and these types of things here um you know and that's for me that's why i've really spent the time in that thousand shades of gray because it's in that there you can see through all of it for exactly what it is and no longer needing to consent or give your power away to it you can see it that it is a game that people are playing and is it actually a game that they're playing or is it a game that they're perceiving they're playing with preconceived ideas upon who they actually think they are without going through the the path of selfhood and contemplating those bigger questions upon who is the original identity that has no name that is in stasis dreaming itself here across multiple different landscapes and the sands of time like who is that how do you tap into that um the misconception of it out there is people want to embody that all the time it's not a reality what is the reality is opening up the space to have great mystery and my story present itself through the signs symbols tokens and allegories to get into those moments of light that there is my path yeah. What yeah. is that permission slip to show that my commitment of actually signing that contract and that agreement with myself? So that's what I was saying before, you know, I thought I'd drop those things there because as much as they sound bizarre, you know, some others that have gone down a very similar path to me, it, some of their shit's crazy. 
and people would be like, you're nuts. And it's like, well, it sounds nuts. But at that time, like there was no other choice. Like I got to that perchance moment and it was either do I want it or not? Yeah. And then when you get later on down the line, you know that you're playing a big fucking cosmic joke with yourself. It's huge. That's the thing, man. There's, we're always, there's always that underlying oceanic experience. Um, you mean, which is really the, the substance of what this experience is. Um, but tapping into the mystery and tapping into the the mythos of what our life actually is um how do you how, how do you do that how do you is is the first step to be able to break down the conditioning those barriers seeing the mind control and the psychic driving for what it is in in, in your process like is that would you just call that intuition? Would you call that being able to, you know what I mean? We can Understand get, we can the get, difference? We can get into, yeah, we can get into that guys and, you know, chip away at me. Cause it's, that's what I mean. Like I went through that path of the fucking 99 ways it didn't work, but through that there gave me the, the, the practice and the foundations to continually find another degree of separation from what I was thinking to see the perspective of like, okay, this is how this would apply to these types of things. And so people out there, you're like, I'm, I'm a seer, so I can see, you know, the the auras and a whole bunch of other things, you know, and even that there is a, that's still a complete unknown. Like it, it has taken me years of sometimes, you know, weeks on end of discipline practices and craziness to really understand what is being communicated. I don't even think I'm even close to 1% of understanding that. I don't think I ever will, but being um following the perchance moments when they come and trans i say transforming but transitioning from the belief into knowing mm. is is the biggest is the biggest hurdle to to get over because once we're there we don't need to allow the mind to go into its logical analysis of a lunar sat matrix of broadcasting the past into the future to define meaning we're able to be more of that defined to the first connection which is of the earth and to the solar locus and then that that thread there of being i just know now i don't know how i know i don't need to know why i know i just know therefore i will action coming from thy will and thy will be done and play play those games out accordingly with the principles and the the commitment that we have from our heart and it's not always easy because we live in a reality where the hero always lives long enough to become the villain and to get to that point and go, this is the height heightened of this experience. And it's, it's my time to get off the train now. You know, we have this codependency upon relationships where we're, we're even struggling to communicate properly to each other because of what has been happening. You know, everybody takes things personally. And that was a huge part of myself. And it still goes on today. That's why I love my haters because they, they teach me that, that right there consistently of not taking things personally. But the, the moment that you're able to get outside of yourself, that's where you can see things as they are. And then give yourself the alchemy of time to go, I don't need to know this right now this is this is this is something i am going to to put on my altar and consider the multiple 
different ways this can be perceived, you know, and be one's own alchemist in, in relation to those things as well. And utilizing the, the elemental forces. The one thing I learned the hard way with as well, and I, I stress this a lot because I see this way too much. And um, I don't really do that work now, but I did that work for a few years. Like I became the fucking healer's go-to person with all of the, the bad stuff, you know, great, great learning curve, but seeing people reciting other people's word magic, um, other people's spells, you know, like people still playing with the Kabbalah and have no idea that the, there's a backside to the Kabbalah, you know, that leads into the, like the fuckery is absolutely genius. And I don't well, the Kabbalah is the most perverted system. Well, exactly right. You know, and review of the Kabbalah anyway. Exactly right. You know, and I, I played with that and it wasn't yeah. until I got into it, but I, I wasn't in it to, to utilize it for, for power. And that, that's why I use the terminology, you know, going to the crossroads and coming back empty handed. Yeah. Like I would continually roll up to those crossroads and, and see those types of things. But that wasn't my MO. My MO was what I, I, I have this, this fucking thing inside of me that wants to see the the depths of its genius and its application and i would show up on the daily and have those oh do you want this do you want that you know not today satan kind of talk and being able to go that wasn't why i came here for and that's what i mean to be able to see the fuckery through its exploration um sure did i create some karmic shit shows absolutely um did i know that was going to happen I did on an innate level. Did mm -hmm. my personality want to just reject that, thinking that it knows more than what it does? You know, and they're the battles that we have with ourselves as well. So it's 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 a fucking fun game when you're playing it with it like that yep. and utilizing that that higher mind intelligence that we have that has all of our wisdom and knowledge of the ancestral lineage that we are a part of. But also, you know, when you can get into some of the, you know, the galactic uh, coding that we have within us that are turning on now, rather than going into galactic fantastic about it, it's like, well, that's here now as a trinket and that treasure chest for me to open. What are the keys to be able to open that? And it's never been locked. We're playing around with way too many, I want modality this, and we're still playing in the the places of I want rather than I know this already and what do I need to do to to be able to see through that other side what do you think has been happening in the last 16 months like what do you think what's going on hmm. oh wow where, where, where do we go with that one mate? we're changing yeah we're changing from a digital interface reality into a quantum you hear the quantum all the rest of the time but the AI biometric side of things is is ready to go. Now, if we want to go a little bit deeper into this, um, well, know. how about this? Start by explaining what AI biometrics is. Okay, I'll step back one thing and then I'll get into that. Okay, yeah. we've, we've lived in a reality where where carbons have been in control from very much backside technology and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, grandparents are involved and many other things, but let's just deal with carbons. Now, and it has been very much a magical reality where they've done ceremonies and created events to get 
us coerced and consented into performing their magical rituals, therefore being able to create the shit show that we're in. So as much as everybody's wanting to fight against it, they're actually still consenting and giving their energy away to it that is, is feeding it without coming back to the original question of it is how many of those ceremonies have we actually participated in without ourselves knowing? And then people get upset, which is rightly so, but I didn't know. And it's like, yeah, well, we kind of did. You know, they broadcast through everywhere, through, you know, Hollywood, all the different signs and symbols and all the rest of that type of stuff. It's all there. But now that doesn't really work. So let's create um, the changeover years where we can make it into an AI, which gets into, you know, Red Queen and a few other bits and pieces in relation to that, like Starlink at the moment, like Starlink's up and running. So that now gives every single person on the globe access to the internet. And when you understand what the, the, the VAX is about, it's an operating system. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And then when we hear the agendas of the transhuman side of things and you have a look at the psychic driving that has been happening since, you know, before the Obama era, but particularly with that, with LGBTQ, that is the pathway for them to bring in the pedophilia um, and many other different things like that. But we're in such a demoralized state socially um, and community-wise, that nobody can really accept the ideological subversion that has been happening since the 60s. You know, where... Well, what's that? Well, it's worked. Mm. Oh, absolutely. You have to marvel at it. You have to marvel at it. If you, if you don't, it, it is going to continually push you and drive you into a reactive response, therefore unable to see how it is playing um you and your own thought process in relation to those things like the reality of it is we've all been infected with all of it but therefore we have the power within us uh to understand of actually how we want to play the game yeah you know and you see this push at the moment you just need to have a look at the words like delta delta is a sleeping state you know it's and those that are driving the let's lock everything down and all the rest of that again would be considered those that are um, have a you know a special kind of stupid so to speak that are that are actually sleeping in their own greatness. They won't do that. You know, we're living in a society right now which is unfortunate. And if I ruffle some feathers here, well, you know, maybe look in the mirror. Is that intelligence in this society? is considered those that watch the um, the Roman, the Caesar's circus of sport and can rattle out who done this and, you know, who won these awards over the period of time and consume all of that knowledge into that. Having a conversation for two or three hours in relation to that, that there is kind of agreed upon that that's a social status. And then if somebody knows more of it, they're a bit more tactitious or they're in the know about those types of things, that there is regarded as some type of intelligence or some type of communication or even some type of debate if someone is on a different team. 
that instills that mindset of it's my my team win or lose. You know, it's and it's been great since the 70s worldwide with sport and all the rest of it, which is a huge part in all of this to create the ideological subversion of my team win or lose. And the, the egotistic understanding of people think they know things, but they don't. They have no real comprehension upon, like it was Bill Cooper that said this, you know, when 150 people that can meet in secret and govern the lives of 7 billion people, and nobody knows about that, but a football player has a night on the piss and fucks up, it's on front page news for a week. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Yeah. And that there is mm-hmm. a talking point. But if you actually speak about something that has something to do with longer term vision than two weeks, the mind control is that great that people will not accept it at all. You know, we are living in a, in a fishbowl mentality of week to week, week to week, week to week. And we've been seeing that for the last 17 months. Like it's been great. I've I've been marveled at the amount of people that have so-called, you know, woken up, which is brilliant. But the only, there's nothing new being spoken about at all. We're in Groundhog Day with all of it. You know, when you get into the deeper layers of things, yeah. like, you know, I'm like the 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 wealth of knowledge of someone like Michael Tazarion, yeah, and the Jordan Maxwell's and all the rest of that of the world, you just need to live to those guys for three or four hours and you, you you've got to stop for a moment and allow yourself to digest that possibly over the next week yeah nobody wants to listen to that mm-hmm. and that's that is how genius this this psychic driving has created pseudo identities that we play into that we actually think that are our own far fucking from it and that's the hard part about this. Until you can actually look in the mirror and go, well, I need to accept that. And the moment you accept it, you're no longer giving power away to it. And then that's where, you know, whether yeah. people want to choose to do the work or ask bigger questions, there's many different pathways towards that. You know, it's it's massive. It's constantly assessing what, what, what actually is driving you, right? Like where, 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 what is the motivating force behind you know what i mean where i think i want to go or what i think i want or what i think i want to achieve is that really innate to me or you know what i mean is that something that's implanted by me being so you know what i mean i guess lost in the forest so to say or so to speak absolutely man absolutely you know when like today um you know, I still have a lot of conversations with many different people and all the rest of it. Like, I love it. I that I I get my kicks out of that, so to speak, looking at things very methodically, not just from an energy sense, but seeing where people are taking directions in their path, you know, the, the language that they use, but also the psychology that they're acting out where that has actually come from, you know, what what actually is is that, which is fascinating particularly at this time because that really there is the landmark upon well where are we headed next and where we're headed next is psychological fallout you know with all of that it's it's fucking massive in its scale but getting back to what you said that that there is the the toughest work to be able to do at the moment without 
having your inner bully and your inner critic want to fucking scold you and rip you apart. Um, you know, it's in Carlos Castaneda's book, you know, we've been, we've been given our enemy's mind. Yeah, the predator mind. Exactly right. You know, we're a predator inside of ourselves. And when we're doing that, we're, in, we're unable to, that's what you're saying, we're unable to see what, what is further on down the line and put things in place, whatever they are, to then be able to position accordingly so that we are able to be a future version of ourselves that actually looks back and be proud of the tough decisions that we made. And the toughest decision is the first step. But that's always the hardest. You know, some would say it's uh, the midway through the journey, but it's like the first part, the, the hardest part is the first step. You get that right, then the second step is not as hard, but it's almost there, which is how committed are you to it? Yeah. And then the next one is how far do you want to go with the momentum that you're building? Yeah. Well, it, it does certainly feel to me as though we have like an opportunity here. It feels like on a macro level, like things are being compressed, which are kind of forcing people, or it's a bit easier to see what the work is and you mean what, what our shadow is and what, what that next step is that we need to address, that we need to face, that we need to, you know what I mean, um, clear in, in, in the inner realms to actually have that, that experience um, externally of having that space to be able to, you know what I mean, be, be, be more authentic and, and be real. I know for me personally, I mean, I've done more shadow work the last year. Oh, dude, you've been down there with Dante, life. man. Yeah, you've been down there with Dante, bro. And, you know, full, tees, bro. Respect, <laughs> full respect, man. And, and the courage that that takes to go down there. We thought, like, and I use that reference with old mate Dante, like, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to mm -hmm. go down to the bellies of hell. And you walk into the bar and old mate Dante's there with that look, just that look of like, oh, here's a cup of your medicine today, mate. Yeah. And you got to drink it and you got to look in that mirror and you got to go, fuck. I know it's, it. It's, it's funny I because until you know it, you think that it'll, ne it'll never catch up to you, right? And then once That's you know that it's always going to catch up to you, you're wary every single time. <laughs> every, yeah, ex exactly right. You know, um, you know, the, the path of awareness and coming into conscious awareness, it, it isn't all, um, you know, kumbaya around fires and, and smoking the hopium. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you really have to be super vigilant and present in each perchance moment upon which way you're actually um, following yourself is it still from a free will capacity where you have the illusion of I'm creating what I want because of what exactly, or are you moving in that place of divine will and allowing the mystery and great spirit to give you the signs, tokens and allegory to give you that moment of like, I need to just stop for a moment and, and recognize with what has just happened. Yeah, we've been on the hamster been, wheel for what so being revealed to me yeah yeah man we've been on this hamster wheel for the longest time you mean this this structure that's been given to us the highways that have been built for us you know what i mean the the, the pre-carved paths of as your asimus and i have, have talked about before that just lead in straight to straight to the abyss um 
So yeah, man, that's the thing, dude. And you're just such a rich story that you shared with us earlier on. Didn't I get love hearing the stories. I'm just sitting back. I'm just kicking back with I my like, my ear yeah. for the truth mug. I'm like, hmm. I felt like I was that's having a castaway. What, what happens in me. chapter seven, chapter eight, chapter nine? I'm oh, look, through. you know, maybe maybe that you know, I'm I'm happy to do that with you guys, where we can just go into from, you know, 2012 right up until recent. Um, I'll, I'll tell you now, I wrote a book two years ago about all of that. And and this is what I mean too, yeah? Like, I, I wrote it. Um, it was all there. I was quite chuffed with myself. Obviously, it needed some editing and all the rest of it. But once again, woke up one morning and was like, it's got to go. And then I fucking burnt it. Wow. And you know, that, I got so much respect for that, man. Yeah. But what that, what that did, but, but that's what I mean. You know, I was, I was fighting with myself for two hours with that. Yeah. Like the, the things that came up with it, but, but I was at that stage, some would say I was a bit fucking delusional, but it was a very similar experience, which I didn't get onto before. When I got back from Peru, I had like fucking 20 grand worth of suits. Yeah. yeah. I went and grabbed all my suits in the fire mate my mum's like you've fucking you've lost it you've you've lost your fucking marbles and I'm like well nothing's changed from when I was a kid really just a captain extreme and that's been my thing and that's my learning at the moment you know um is that I've played extremes you know like where it's extreme you know extreme Steve and I'm really trying to find that balance out at the moment we all have different ways of 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 being and dealing with that as well you know what i mean for me i, f- I feel like I'm, I'm a kind of extreme guy as well if i sense something i just know i have to act on it immediately and you know I mean i can't i can't leave it dangling there because i'm just yeah, moving, that, I'm, I'm moving that, against what? myself if if, if i yeah. do Honestly, the, after, the aftermath the aftermath of it's worse than actually doing it you know right. that's the thing <laughs> well same here this is this is what I find fascinating is like what causes a person to be someone who hears that voice or sees the symbol and goes, okay, I'm making a change in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you said it what was a 2012 or whenever it was, you were like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm heading to Peru. Like I remember when I, when I left in 2008, just to, I left my job to just travel around the world. I took my savings. It was just something that came to me and it was like, yep, that's it. That's what I'm doing fuck fuck all like i don't there's there's no turning back there was not like well maybe i should just stay for a little longer it's like no i'm out and then we'll see what the next thing brings so i love people who are able to like have that experience and and make those choices yeah you're gonna make those choices and go through go through the journey i mean it's part of the hero's journey i know it's cliche in a certain way but it is that hero's journey where you make a decision you go on that adventure and we'll see what happens i mean one day you're you're burning your backpack and walking through a stargate or whatever it is. And then who knows what happens day two, you know? <laughs> yeah. For me, you know, definitely the hero's journey. And, and for me, that there is, is really the, you know, the path of that mystic experience that there is, is the start of it. That there's something that is communicated to you from the unseen. You can't, you can't describe it. It's untangible. You just know. And you know that you've it, it's not something that you can fucking oh yeah i'll worry about that next week it is that moment that you have of like okay the door is open i i have to walk through and the moment that that door closes behind you for me it's that is that moment that you are no longer emanating the past into the future 
you have a moment in the now to go, I am, I'm moving in a way that is more divine in it, in its nature. There is other things that are happening here and your awareness opens up and all, all of the juice is there, whether it's a shit show or whatever, whatever it unfolds. Mm -hmm. And generally it's years later that you come to that awareness and able to look back at it and go, that's what that was, you know, not trying to define the meaning or understanding in the, in the times that it's unfolding. It's, you know, it's beautiful. I'll just finish off the book one. Cause I think you'll like it, mate. Yeah. Cause it was big. It was huge. Um, once again, it wasn't until probably about eight months ago that I, I knew why the book had to go. Was it, I'm sitting there, I'm like, but fuck, I've put like the amount of hours and time and all the rest of this stuff and I'm fighting with myself. And and then it was just like, just get it done. Okay, you know, fire, you know, fucking rattle out, dancing, doing me thing, you know, what I do with the fire. And then the moment that it went in, the grief that ran through every cell of my being was massive. But what I knew there, that that was the opportunity that that journey there was closed for me then. That, that was the closing of that, that ritual, that ceremony that lasted so many years. It was, it was done. It was solidified then. It was crystallized into the wisdom from that experience. And the grief that came up with it was my own codependency to that story. And it was now time to animate a new story. And I like, I, I grieved, I grieved that, you know, and I see it gave me an opportunity to understand what grief was really about, which then brought me back to what my original question was at my grandfather's funeral, that I was there. I, I was sad that I wouldn't get to see him again, but I had no emotion in my heart. You know, I, I wasn't really in that grieving state where that there at that end of it, that's what I mean. It wasn't until later on, it was like, wow, man, that, that start of that question to get to here and all of that shit in between, it's like, fuck, like, well, you know. That's the thing, right? It's so hard to let go of our story. He's writing that script, you know, that's, that's the thing, you know, we can sit there and contemplate on that for hours, but until it's actually lived and, you've gone through it, the appreciation of, of who you are and the characters that you are becoming rather than the identities that you are forming. It's, mm. it's, it's big shit, you know? And that's why I I love seeing those stories. Like what, what you were just saying there, bro. Like, what, what is that? That that there's, I could sit there for fucking the next five years around the fire, just listening to people's stories of like that and be, be mystified, just in bliss. Wow. Yeah. And what is it about the individual that listens to that inner wisdom, that voice, the voice from beyond, whatever, and then those that do not or don't even hear the voice? I'm just fascinated by that process and whether that's something that goes back through many lifetimes. I don't know your views on that. If a person's soul is at a certain place, I'm just so curious, like what causes us to be having this conversation here? And then there's a bunch of people that are drinking a bunch of beers at the pub and talking about, you know, who won the game you know it's just it's a, hmm. i don't know it's fascinating hmm. to me so i was i was one of those guys too you know and it's yeah, same here and i i still occasionally will talk about yeah same, so, same. But, I'm, but it's not what I, my life revolves around you know it's yeah. not the only thing i'm doing yeah it's you know and you, you, when you're in that as well and 
that's what I mean. Like I, I'm, you know, my, my drug these days is the, the thousand shades of gray, like those many different perceptions, perspectives, you know, the way that people are, are seeing things, like as much as it's the talk at the moment, or why will, why won't the sheep wake up? And, but you, when you really look at it and you're like, yeah, they're consumed by fear, but it's like, they, have they actually made one, any of their own decisions throughout their whole life? And that's sad. And that's sad. You know, that, that hurts my heart a bit. It's like, fuck, like, yeah. you know, did they ever give themselves the opportunity to, to, to not do what someone said, don't do, you know, and that's, that's really the, the bedrock that we're playing with now. What I feel is that there are those that have bucked the trend and, and activated that spark that was with him or at least touched it once in their life, you know, had an intuitive moment, had a, I seen a ghost or I seen it like something that is outside of the periphery of this made manifest world with the systems of domination and control. There's, there's a questioning. There's, there's a, I need to know that little bit more. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's brilliant. It's just for me that the paradox at the moment is many have gone down this conspiratory path, which is a huge process in, um, you know, a huge pathway as well in, in the path of awakening, but the ego loves that too you know like oh i know i know yeah you are still in that place of belief like you are typing something into google that is telling you something you are taking that on as a new version of what you think it is it's nothing nothing too dissimilar to the hot chick who used to wear mini skirts and drink vodka to having a revelation moment to now wearing yoga pants and drinking smoothies. Wow. You know, yeah. in, you know it's no different. It's a new it, outfit. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, those, those paradoxes upon, oh, yeah, the, the process of change, but are you, what are you really changing? Are you just changing costumes? Are you just changing identities? Seeing something that you've seen on television that you're going to purchase with your own energy and commitment? Or actually going to commit to going, yeah, there's some um, there's some boardroom discussions in my head that I need to figure out that, uh, yeah, who are these people running these games with inside the ways that I perceive and create reality? You know, that's... Yeah. that's... I want to ask you something. Um, yeah, go ahead. There seems to be like a big awakening... Um, from the Christianity side of things, right? Yes. Revelation, revelation playing out. I agree with that, yeah. Um, you know, the mark of the beast being the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you and I are both obviously students of astrotheology. Um, yep. But what is, your, what is your perspective on why that seems to be playing out in, in such a, a similar way as written? Because we have fanatical groups from the backside system that this is their script and that there is their, um, their view of how to construct reality to play that out. Yeah. So, yeah. so from your perspective, would then revelation just be another method of psychic driving? It's the original yep. mind control, the original, or well, not the original, but the, you know, it's, 
people like a really good one is just type in Bible codes. Yep. Yeah. Just with the Torah Bible codes. And you will see that there, and there are things in that, that you'll go, holy shit. How is it that within the Hebrew language, you can see things throughout history that are running in very specific patterns through the Torah. Like it is an AI interface system that these backside individuals have the knowledge and know the magic to be able to create very specific events and characters to roll out into the front side to garner the energy and the focus to be able to break these events. Yeah. So it's like, like, it's like the biggest story, right? Within we're, we're in a smaller story within a bigger story kind of thing, which we're kind of being coerced into, into playing out or into taking part in. Absolutely. Like we're hearing at the moment, um, you know, disclosure and alien stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, blue beam. But for me, it's well, fucking roll out the second coming. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. You reckon that's that coming? Fits that fits the script. Yeah, like many folks that have awoken, they've, they've jumped onto the Bible, which is great. It's merely a book. Um, you just need to have a look at Babylonian sun worship and what the Vatican has gone and done with the holy days and all the rest of that hello it's it's all there for for the astute student to have a look at yeah. um we are playing out a game where history is repeating itself continually it's the same cycle it's the same character it's just different themes i've got a i've got a quote here um yeah go for it man. so the first one is by um Madam Helena Blatsky, she says, the compilers of the Old Testament knew well that the language of the initiates in the days of Moses was identical with that of the Egyptian hierophants. And the second quote is, there is nothing holy about the Bible, nor is it the word of God. It was not written by God-inspired saints, but by power-seeking priests, who but priests consider sin the paramount issue, who but priests write volumes of religious rites and rituals, no one but for these priestly scribes, sin and rituals were imperatives. Their purpose was to found an awe-inspiring religion. By this intellectual tyranny, they sought to gain control, and they achieved it. By 400 BC, they were the masters of ancient Israel. For such a great project, they needed a theme, a framework, and this they found in the creation law of more knowledgeable races. This they commandeered and perverted the natural to the supernatural, the truth to error. The Bible is, we assert, but priest perverted cosmology. And that's by Lloyd Graham, Myths and Deceptions of the Bible. Perfect. That, and that, that's the reality of it. You know, we, we, are, we are witnessing at the moment black sun groups, dragon families, covens, and all the rest of it jostling for their rights to create the next thing that them the um, so-called right, R-I-T-E, to claim dominion of the next thing, but it didn't, haven't been able to get what they've needed to do in relation to all of those things. You know, like I said months ago, you know, this period between March and August is going to be very interesting because we're outside of time. 
you're seeing more and more of the the biblical stuff kind of play out it's like well you know you've got black sun groups and all the rest of this stuff that are orchestrating events and you've got priests and so-called the new prophets that are continually sitting there you know giving sermons of spout words into those that continually give their authority over to other people to tell them how to think from their from that perspective and that if anything is outside of that, it is evil and bad. You know, it's, I've had many over the years, I've had many conversations with born again Christians and all the rest of it. You know, for me, I always be, I'd be a bit of a smart ass with it. You know, I, I don't be, um, you know, argumentative, but I do be a smart ass. I do say, open up the Bible, go to Genesis 126. Can you read that out aloud to me? When it says, let us make man in our image, like our likeness, and what God is the one who wrote this book. And yet in Genesis 1:26, it clearly states our, you know, the God that you are saying that has written this book has to do with Anu, period, you know, Marduk, period, you know, Enlil, period, Enki, period, you know, and, and these types of characters, whether it's all true or so not. Do you consider these uh, characters as actual beings or Art, would they be a deeper sense, deeper form of astrotheology? All of it. Mm. You know, you, and you know this as well, man. You're, you're a beautiful student. Is it's it's astrotheology that governs this reality, not just this reality, but you know, it's the science. Or it is the true religion of the universe. You know, the energy of planets and the invocations of those energies that are instilled into that but when we have a mind control device that has imprinted so much information into people's minds that they then broadcast subconsciously and all the rest of it it is only symbols and the different slangs in words that um, are able to broadcast those signals and have these priests that are able to utilize invocations and other magics to therefore create those perchance moments of opportunity that we're talking that we've been talking about in this discussion, that they see their their opening of, you know, you just need to have a look at the Iraq war and look at that of astrotheology, you know, shock and awe when the first bomb hit, where that what that was actually going on with um astrotheology. I think I'd, I'd have to have a look at it, but I think it was for Nimrod. Well, you know, which is part of these covens of who they actually worship to with Moloch and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of these events have an astrotheology tie into them, the same as 9-11 as well. It, it, you can go oh, yeah. throughout history and no, see no, all no, of no, that, no. all of it, you know, and you're like, okay, and even... Even the Bible is, you know, with revelations, you know, for the for the initiate of astrotheology, it, it is an astrotheology script that if you look, know that and understand some backside systems, you're going to look, well, this actually looks like a script for the future for certain priests to continually go down the line and see a script of what they actually need to insert and what they need to play with. Yeah. And that's the thing with Luciferians as well is, you know, I've, I've sat down there and I'll, I'll say this now, I've, I've sat and I've had conversations with Satanists and I've had conversations with Luciferian, the Satanists I've sat with, I didn't even want to know if they were into the kids stuff or anything like that. For me, I wanted to sit there and gather 
how how they how their mind work like where is their genius in all the rest of that i always found it fascinating with the luciferians because they they really live in that that thousand shades of gray do i agree with the way they go about it no but it's hard to argue with what they what their terminology is and very simply it is this if the toilet sign wasn't over there most of these people would poo and wet themselves. They have no comprehension of what actually is going on. Therefore, they are they're not even initiated with their own mind. So they they need to be led. Mm. They need to come to their own, you know, thing. Well, and- it's basically the concept that you have to, there has to be some work that needs to be done for you to, you know what I mean, step into anything deeper or, or further. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this because it was mm, pre-COVID that no, we had a conversation with this man. Um, and another one, like people might get upset, but I've, I've, I've been witness to him, okay? He'd he done this very well for you, man, by the way. A kid was, I think, 13 years old had George Orwell's book. He wrote him a five grand check, just gave it to him. Love that. Go buy some more books, son, he says. Mm. Yeah. And was this the Satanist or the Luciferian? That is the Luciferian. Okay. Yeah. For him, he's very, very Machiavellian. You know, like that's, that is the way that I would consider him. Obviously, there's many of them out there, particularly evil and all the rest of it. But for him, he just, he he says it makes him vomit in his mouth people that don't actually comprehend, like, anything. You know, they, they, they're there to be led. They, they, like, everything they know about anything is that they've, it's, they haven't done anything. Like, you sit there and go into that. Um, where my mind was going with that was wasn't kind, but I think people can gather that. And when I sat down with him before COVID really hit, very interesting conversation with things, and that's where um, you know I once again my reactive nature of things wanted to jump out and debate, but I had to listen, and I'm like, I can't argue with that. And his thing is, is because I was speaking to him about, I was like, look, I think some shit's going to go down and all the rest of it. He's like, oh, absolutely. Because, you know, there's there's many things that need to play out. He goes, but it'll be those that play the game that'll be left alone. Meaning those that are well, led, those that no, follow the rules that will... will well, follow those that follow, follow the script and stuff like that that get... That, that go on like they're they're essentially consenting and choosing to to go and have that experience but even now yeah as much as it looks all dire and all the rest of it if you position yourself accordingly and play the game there's always a pathway through yeah and in their motto is that's to be respected that in their thing like there's a there's an honoring of that there is like Okay, you you think you can you know. Well played. I will respect you. I will welcome you to the game of chess and let's have a game. 
So when you say position accordingly, what do you mean by that? Okay, good question. And, you know, I've been banging on this for about a year. Position accordingly, like I see a lot of people at the moment in relation to rights, yeah, R-I-G-H-T-S. And people are jumping up and down and all the rest of it. Yeah, I know my rights, all the rest of it. But they're still coming it from a place of anger. And we're in a system that has no remedy. Like there are no common law courts and all the rest of it. You can yell and scream and do whatever. Like you're still feeding the so-called beast, so to speak. But when you know them and be like, I will exercise them in the way that I go about my example, but also my rights is in R-I-T-E-S, what it is that I do to keep myself centered, how to keep myself clear, how to actually look at things without needing to respond, seeing them for what they are and being able to see the game. And therefore me choosing through my tactical analysis or my strategy, which way I'm going to play, which is the path of least resistance. And which battles do I want to choose to get involved in? Because everybody at the moment wants to go and fight 20 battles at one time. You're never going to win anything. You're just going to be depleted. And when that time comes for your perchance moment, you're not going to see it. You're too invested into the, the, uh, the game of thrones that's going on. Yeah. So yeah. with position accordingly, what is it that you're doing in like, how are you eating? You know, how, or just the very simple things that, that give the temple of Hugh being this body, the resonance to be able to house more and more of the different parts and pieces of yourself that exist throughout time. And how is that actually filtering through? Like I've done my thing with the courts. Yeah. Like I'd done the whole sovereign thing back in 2012, took on the banks and all the rest of it. I know where that ends. Yeah. Basically jail. Like there is no remedy at all. Nothing. You know, I've been lucky. I've had QCs that I've shown all of the fraud too. And they've looked and been like, wow, didn't even know. And these QCs are retired. They've been in that game for fucking 40 something years. And you show them that. But if I'd have gone to them as a conspiracy theorist, and I'd have, no, 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 no. I went through all of that. And then I'm like, well, you tell me, man, here all this shit is. There's no remedy there. Where there is remedy, you buy a more look, I, I know my rights, but I also know the people that are enforcing them are reapers of souls that are tied to the temple bar, you know, Black's law, which is tied to the Vatican. You know, all of this is a magical realm. Do you want to continually consent to that magic and continually play in the good versus evil game or be in the thousand shades of gray, see it for what it is and be able to make very strategic analysis upon where you can actually position and be as honest with yourself as possible to not get caught up in any entanglements and all the rest of it. You know, there's a, there's a saying of like, you know, there's, you know, walk away from a fight. Well, I agree with that to a degree, but we're at this time now where it's not so much walk away, but it's to stop for a moment, see it for what it is and be like, is this actually worth my time and energy? And where's that best invested? Yeah, exactly right. You know, like it, 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 it's at that time now where definitely feel more, it, more, more definitely more feel it. consumed yeah. by the talk, by the repeated, the repeated word spell of the marketplace, and be led by many different things. Like a synapses that I'll give you now, which is happening all over the world, is the so-called thing of bug outs. Had a conversation a week and a half ago. Someone rang me like, oh, you da, 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 da. You want to be a part of this community or whatnot? And I'm like, okay, well, tell me the skills that you guys have. 
crickets, mate. Yeah. I'm like, so you can have what 30 people there. Who's who's the hunter? You know, who knows how to do these types of things? No one did. So good luck with that. Oh, you that. said you said bug outs. Is that the term? You yeah, use? people are like, oh, let's go to bug outs and you know, oh, let's oh, buy a piece of land and start some yeah, community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the people that are doing that, awesome. You know, like I know I've I've tried a couple of times. I still have some work to do to be able to survive more than fucking four days in nature with nothing but a blade and a bow. But I know that if I had, say, two other people with me to feed them and all the rest of it, like that, that's that's some serious business. I know people that can do that and they know like max, they're like, yeah, I could I could do it with five people tops. Like to feed five people and the personalities and you know all the rest of those types of things. The idea of oh yeah, let's just have a fucking community of twenty people move into the same place. Like, doesn't work. So what do you I'm see- like? Show me a place in the world where that has worked. What do you see coming though? If they lock down the entire system with you know what I mean having to be vaxxed to participate in any part of it, um, to even be in the cities, to be even be connected to the grid. Is there is there a breakaway civilization down the down the Absolutely. timeline? It's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. In what way? Because I what I'm seeing is this like this I don't know what you call it bifurcation like this path of people going one way waking up a little bit more. Obviously, there's different levels and gradations of to what degree they're waking up. Obviously, some of the things you're speaking about now for a lot of people, it's just like WTF, you know. Yeah. But let's say people are like, hey, I'm not getting a fucking vaccine. Like, I'm not letting you know what's going on in my body. Like, um, you know, I don't want the government telling me what they're doing. There's some fucked up shit going on in the world. And there's people that are just like, I'm vac- vaccinated and healthy. I'm doing the right thing. I'm such a good person. I don't want your grandma to die. Woo-hoo. You know what I mean? Like, what's what's going to happen? Again, not that you have a crystal ball, but like, what do you think? Well, you can you can see. You don't need to have the crystal ball, you know, and being able to see that the breakaway the breakaway civilization is actually having a look at things and going, do I actually need these systems that are being presented to me as a token? These systems of domination control are falling in on their own weight. You know, you're watching the last breaths of it fall apart. The the trick of it is going to be what is going to replace it. You know, mm-hmm. even from like the white hat side of things at the moment. Oh yes, quantum financial system, da 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 all the things. It's just fucking one one thing replacing the other. Like who's in control of that? Oh, it's the white hats, really. Like I'm down with all of that shit. Like see those types of things. The the breakaway is going to be those that grow their own food again and are not reliant upon any other system of authority other than themselves. Yeah, that have the resourcefulness and the intelligence to be able to look at things very methodically and go, okay, how I have a I have a problem. I've got to find a solution. Rather than oh, I've got a problem. I'm going to yell and scream, you know, like we're, we're at a place right now where we know this for a fact. Okay. System of domination control is falling apart. Okay. Uh, we're being told that there's new systems here and all the rest of it. I see a huge collapse with many different things and there's many opportunities. Yeah. For those that will play out that, but there's still so many people that are yelling and screaming upon we need to fix this you cannot fix a fixed system that was always designed to do what it is doing it has never had your interest at heart everything is reversed and everything is inverted in it 
So therefore having the thinking that you want to try and fix it or you want to try and expose it and all the rest of it, you are giving your energy away once again to breaking down something. And that system with its reverses and its inversions, I loves that, just loves it. Let's keep bringing it in because then the, the magicians with their words can just keep on spinning it against like what's going on at the moment, all the censorship and all the, and just antagonize and gaslight. And it's just this cycle of feeding. And then you've got others or that are on this side now that are looking at it and going, well, I don't need any of that anymore. Do I need Woolworths? Do I need all of these things? No. And come back to actually being, I wouldn't say simple, but what is it do I need? What are my passions? What are my experiences? What are the adventures that I would like to go on? More touching in with the innate, coming back to the simplicity of sitting around the fire and communicating with that portal that transcends times and space, which is the first shaman. You know, how, how do I go about that? which is more of the first connection, which is with the earth, being with her, being this here, which is what we are made of, is her. You know, how do we do those types of things? And, you know, we spoke about it at length before. Like, I'm more interested in sitting around the fire and having those mythic conversations and contemplations around those different things and sharing a cup of tea, it's a cup of tea and a smile and a, and a nod and those places of the, the presence where we have bleed-throughs of times gone past and be able to sing and dance to remember rather than dancing to forget. And a lot of people that are yelling and screaming at the moment are dancing to forget that they consented to this fuckery that has happened and are having a tantra tantrum and wanting to try and fix a fucked, a fucked up. The system is fixed. There is no justice in a just us system. Like it is rigged. It's, it's, it's been rigged all the way. Reminds me of that Leonard Cohen song, Everybody Knows. What's know. that? There's a there's a song by the great poet Leonard Cohen. Everybody knows it's a great song. Basically saying everybody knows the game is rigged. Everybody knows you know what I mean. It's, it it's, yeah, yeah, go check it, it out. Yeah. And it's it's the hard the hardest part is to actually accept it and see its genius. Because, because we're all trying to that. we're all trying to change it still by fighting it. We're thinking that reform is is possible. Are you saying reform is off the table for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs it. It has to collapse. Yeah. So, so pretty much we, don't spend we, your time posting about all the fucked up shit going on and just uh, go get your fingers dirty in the, in the mud and dance and spend time in nature and that kind of thing. Well, don't you feel drained by posting about it or with like, you mean, just constantly? Does, does it no, I mean, I'm asking that because this is a, this is a, a really great conversation because, yeah. you know, after going up to Music and Sky for the, for the festival and being off the grid and being with kindred spirits and kind of community and love, et cetera, and, and you know, people speaking about different things and coming back, it's like, I don't want to fucking post this shit anymore. You know, and then I came back, interestingly, I came back to being completely shadow banned, like engagement down 80%. And it's like, what the fuck? Why do I, what should I mean? even bother? You know, sit in the, just sit outside, read a book, make a nice meal, you know, do my thing, work with my clients. 
that that essentially that 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 there is as as much as it sounds you know a bit thing, but the the, the time for exposure is is done. Like I, I I went hard last year with it, yeah. Like nothing really new. I've been shadow banned for well over a year, yeah. But you see at the moment, okay, is that there's still a lot of people on Facebook that are posting just the the surface level of the things and their engagements through the roof. The moment that you go into that third or fourth layer of speaking about some of the things that we're talking about here, it fucking goes nowhere. There's a reason for that, yeah? You know, and we're looking at a Lippmann's test as well. Like, AI is infected with absolutely everything and it's monitoring absolutely everything to see what is the best content to be placed to get people into this reactionary state consistently. Because well, people, people don't realise, but the AI is controlling the news at this point. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of it. Yeah, all of it. It's 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 all there. You know, for for that to be able to see. And then when you you're playing in those realms of just regurgitating, is that it's going to come to the point where the rolling events begin. They're all queued up. Yeah, education's done. Look what's happening in the US with critical race theory and all the rest of that stuff. Like you're watching that just being jammed down the throats. Okay, they're going to keep jamming it. But yeah, there's parents getting up at school boards and all the rest of that stuff. Great. Are there any parents grabbing these fucking, these parents around the school board and throwing them out and going, I am now the president? No. So it's going to keep on forcing it because we've had it entrained into us. It's the psychic driving and the mind control is fucking brilliant. Like it's it's what it is. Oh yes, you just yell and scream and do a protest. Doesn't do anything. You want to mm. want to see results? Have a look at what the radical left have done. They've switched protesting to antagonizing, and have essentially replaced lobbyists with acti- being activists and having activist policies. You have a look at that. Yeah, in the last fifteen years, all around the world, and you're like, wow, how interesting is that? And we know who's pulling the strings with that. You know, frontside sorrows and the rest of these other types of things. So no matter which way it goes, the demoralization, it all has to crumble in. And a lot of people are going to end up with a boot fairly up their ass when they realize that they've wasted all of this time not preparing or positioning accordingly. Yeah, They're going to still be yelling and screaming. And I'm not saying it, you know, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, that are you know, teaching ways and means of strategy and all the rest of it. Great. But you need to know what's going to be the best position for you. You know, like I had a friend the other day go, oh, yeah, man, I just went spent three grand on bow and arrows. What like, cool, man. You've never fucking grabbed a knife and skinned a roux, have you? Oh, no. Nah. Well, how's about you go and do that first? Yeah. You know, it's, it's still the novelty things, you know, the, all the gear, no idea. Well, this all is the, the, all, the all the knowledge, no, no, yeah. no empowered action. Yeah, and people don't want to go back to the Spot basics. They, they don't want to learn from the from the ground up. You know what I mean? Because we're so conditioned yeah. to just bypassing yeah. um, what it really takes to develop a skill or or master or you mean have 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 a magnus opus or develop some kind of mastery in in one thing. We just want surface level knowledge of a bunch of things that we can't really do very well anyway. No, oh, absolutely. Like I'm, I think you're like this. Because it was funny, I had a mate come over a couple of weeks ago, and um, I downloaded uh, on 
uh, torrents. I downloaded all the dummy books. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the dummy books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm not going to spend the fucking thousand bucks or whatever it is to buy the whole set because I don't need all of it. So I spent a day or two going through like, yep, yep, cool. You know, like I, I know what I'm going to need to get started. I took it to office works and printed out basically a fucking encyclopedia of whatever I need from the dummy books. Yeah. I have a mate come over and he sees it there and he's like, why are you reading dummy books for mate? Like, are you really that stupid? Um, and I heard him and he's an intelligent dude. And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from, mate? Because what's with buying dummy books? I go, do you realize how these dummy book work? Like forget about the name. Like you can go and buy one on a very specific subject and it is going to teach you to an intermediate level. Yeah. yeah. And then if you want to go pro, you've at least got the skills to be able to explore yourself. But you're looking, and you know me, I'm like you're looking at me and you're questioning why I'm buying dummy books. Is Because like, I can accept that a lot of these subjects, my mind thinks it knows, but I'm going to spend more time in fucking around and want to grab whatever it is and have a hissy fit rather than accepting the fact that I need to be an apprentice. Always, like... Have I played in it? No, I'm an apprentice. Do I think I know? Absolutely. That's my fucking ego going, oh yeah, you know, just do this and you'll be right. So like, I know where that path leads me. Like for myself, I know where that leads. That leads into having a hissy fit, cracking the shits and going, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. Rather than like, well, okay, beginner, all right. And at least have some wins and build that momentum. We don't want to do that anymore. We've, we've been entrained, mm. indoctrinated with the mind control to have an instantaneous, I'm an expert by me proclaiming that I am. Well, we just want to be perceived as an expert. That's where, that's, that's where we want to get to. We don't even really want to know the knowledge. Oh, yeah. Just, just have a look at some people's bios that have fucking thought leader typed into it. Like, okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Brother. Yo, Grant, you want to send yeah. me over that zip file of those dummy books so I can go so I can go print them out? <laughs> yeah, we can do that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you you'll have fun with it because for me, when I when I did that, um it was once again a good little experiment with myself because there were some things in there. I'm like, oh yeah, I got that covered. And then I had to go, no, dude. Like, what, because you've looked at it and seen someone else yeah. do it? Think that, oh, yeah, you can mm. just fucking ace that? Like, mate, I've watched 17 go, seasons of Survivor. You've fucking right? rocks in your head, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, ju- I just got this, like, I downloaded a bunch of, like, survive- survivalist, like, PDFs and books, but I-, I like where you're going with that because I was about to buy, like, a bunch of the little binders. So I would love to just, like, do that and then print them out and have them in little binders and and then see and learn, you know, like, cause there's a lot of shit. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I we're, my wife and I are trying to build a garden now and fruit trees and just, you know, little by little, but. Yeah. Maybe. And, and, you know, like, and, that, and that's what I mean. It, it, to, to be able to humble yourself into that and you just get, for me, what it does is it, it brings back that childlike curiosity. You know, where you don't need to be an adult. You don't need to have everything figured out just because you think, oh, yeah, it's like, well, just 
beginner level, get to intermediate level, and I know what I'm like, yeah? Like, once I know the functions of things, like, cool, I'll be able to put my own spin on it and be able to play and get inventive and be the alchemist of it. But unless you've got good foundations, you're not fucking going anywhere. You know, like, what is it? I think it was Bruce Lee's old saying, yeah? Like, I'd, I'd much prefer to fight a man that has practiced a thousand kicks once than a man that has practiced one kick a thousand times yeah Yeah. you know like and i i have to i had to put that on my resume of reflection is that i've I've in the past been really good at being able to look at something comprehend it understand the strategy and be able to either educate it or play that out particularly with work and all the rest of it theoretically yeah awesome mentally i've got that i've got that genius but actually applying it, yeah, let's just pay someone to do it. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, man. Or go to or go to Bunnings and, and you know, or IKEA and just, you know, do that. My yeah. my next moment is I want to build a build a, a really cool fucking um like wall um bookshelf. He's laugh at this. I go to Bunnings, I'm looking there, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like, fucking just, yep, yep, yep. I'm sitting there and I'm I'm looking and I'm like, dude, you've jumped in a car to come here to buy all this material for this fucking thing. You don't even know the measure. Like, there was a whole bunch of shit that I just didn't even consider because I've worked, for me, I've, I, how hard is it? Just a level and put some nails in and, you know, all the rest of that. And then I open up me, uh, me dummy book in relation to that and I have a look at it and I'm like, yeah, we won't be buying wood right now. <laughs> <laughs> because um, of the cost of wood? <laughs> no, nah, just the, the like the application of like how, like if I had a built it, would it look like something that Homer Simpson built? You know, like, yeah, exactly. yeah. No, I agree with you. We actually just had a, a a bookshelf built in our home, and what it went into, what went into doing it. Like, I I didn't have the skills. I couldn't do it. You know, and it took time it took a lot of measurements from professionals so i can only imagine i can only imagine how that would have went and it filled its entire wall with an angle wall too like angle ceiling so oh that, that would have looked beautiful dude yeah it would be beautiful you know and, and that's what i mean like i'm looking at that stuff now i'm going yeah I, I i would like to get myself into some of those types of projects but once again like my my fucking brain goes oh yeah mate like you got this cupboard mate it's like no you fucking don't <laughs> you don't yeah all right, guys, we've gone from um, shamanic journeys to astrotheology to how to build a bookshelf. Welcome to Here for the Truth. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a good one, guys. Yeah. Man, we really appreciate good, you having, having you on here, man. We appreciate your wisdom and your your learned and lived experience and the way that you share that. Um, so, man, thank you for joining us, dude. Really, really appreciate it. Is there, you know, shout out what it is that you're doing, any current programs, your website, your Instagram, your Facebook. Yeah, sure, man. Um, you know, grandeagles.com, you can jump onto that. Um, I At the moment, I do have a couple of spots open for some uh, mentors. I do have a program that I run um, on starts at the solstice and the equinoxes called Invitation to Emerge, uh, which we, you know, play for eight weeks, which has more to do with, you know, the, the name kind of says it all, but... Yep. We really get deep into the lower kingdom, the middle kingdom and the upper kingdom and, and you know, 
not getting into a place where we're repeating the past into the future of our own stories and getting into our center. And then, you know, what people choose to do there with their own invitation to emerge from the bullshit that they've been carrying. Um, and then there's also Chimera Group as well, which has been, you know, they're sitting there for a long time, which has a lot more to do with, uh, you know, what we are talking about before as the system of domination control falls apart, just, um, yeah, some, some business things in relation to that, um, some acquisitions and some other things uh, that there will eventually come into a place where people um, that want to play in those realms that have skill sets and all the rest of that, whether that be education or, or many other different things, there's still a little bit of work to do in that, but that's there. And I think probably what it's July now, the start of August, I'll open up my back end um, called Portal should be a monthly subscription where I'll do you know, monthly Q and A's and all the rest of that, which functions very similar to Facebook. Obviously it's not on Facebook. It's my own platform um, where it can't be taken down and that where it's just a tribe of like-minded folks that are, you know, on the journey, but also there's many, many paths, um, one journey. And it's a, it's a great place for exploration um, and just to be with some of the, the woo crew that are very grounded in their application upon how they, how they view and how they go about life. You know, he's probably gathered today. I'm not really interested into the UK hopium and all the rest of the other nonsense for me. It's, you know, it has to be very practical and yeah. um, very tangible in its experience as it all unfolds to be present with it as that does and be able to go, well, this sounds crazy, but fuck it. I'm, got to do cartwheels nude down the street if that's what if that's what is the permission slip i'll do it love cool, a man brother. yeah yeah man I, listen i appreciate meeting you you know this is the first time we've connected and it's been nice kind of just kicking back and hearing you tell your story and, and share your wisdom so i thank you for that brother yeah thanks man yeah been a good chat guys fucking legendary and if you ever if you ever make it to uh los angeles dude give me a shout <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to get over to over to texas at some stage so yeah man if, I, if we're gonna do the states i'll i'll do the old you know well there's a thing here in australia it's from aussie bogan stuff it's you know grab a convertible and just fucking hit the highways and all the rest of it i'll, I'll probably do that sounds good yeah. yeah man all right guys thanks for listening to here for the truth we'll see you next week smoke and mirrors i'm seeing through the illusion Waking up in a the time, they think you're in a delusion Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing I'm in a DeLorean